start from the beginning. So let's start from the beginning. Let's talk about that dream you were talking about when we were having coffee today. That dream, like I was just, I suddenly just like it came to my mind yesterday, uh-huh. right? The dream I had it was when I was about like fifteen, sixteen or something. 15. Like I didn't even have idea that about interview or any of this, you know, <laughs> podcast or whatever. Well, you, and, and you had and you had uh, musicians who were your neighbors. You were and I didn't have any musician in my neighborhood. It wasn't oh. my dream. Ah. So the thing is, yeah, so it's very interesting. So I was going out of my house and I was just walking on the street. It was mm-hmm. very empty on the street. It was foggy, which is kind of remind me of San Francisco right now. Yes. <laughs> right? It was foggy. And then it was like interesting feeling. It's not just a dream. It's important message. Mm-hmm. And then I was walking on the street and two, two women approached me. They said, like, can we take interview from you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, about what? And they mm-hmm. said, like, oh, you don't know. You live in, in front of, like, very famous musicians, right? Two musicians as a couple who write in the space music or something. What? Yeah, and they, they showed me, the, like, and I was like, I never heard about this. No, <laughs> no way. Like, they're so famous. And they mm-hmm. showed me this, like, a record. On the record, it was saying Meridian. This is actually how I got my name. Whoa. <laughs> but the thing is, now... I was just thinking about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. I remember also that the, t- this woman told me, like, we're taking interviews from like, musician and artist. Which is what we're doing Yeah, now, and then right? and now I realized, like, <laughs> wait a second, like, this is too, it's probably us. It's what did the women look like? One was a little bit taller, one was <laughs> And just for our listeners, I, I just want to tell you, you, you haven't met us yet, but Jane is very tall. You're about, like, what, 5'9"? Five 5'7". Five oh, okay. Well, you, you, you look 5'9". You're like a model. You're like a model, you guys. And then I'm like this short, squat, like, little lesbian. It was us from the future <laughs> taking interview. And I actually got the idea to write about space just from that dream. Oh. I started to do it. Because my favorite thing is space and ocean. If you take my music when I was 12, I was writing about ocean, even though I have never seen ocean in my life before. Really? Because, like, I'm, living, I'm from Siberia. We don't have ocean there. Yeah, and I grew up near the... Well, I didn't grow up near the ocean, but I'm from California, and I would always go to the beach. Oh, yeah, but I have never been on the ocean, but yeah. I saw it in my dreams. I, like, I was writing music about ocean mm-hmm. and space. It's, like, two yeah. my themes. But yeah. coming back to the dream, like... Yes, please. <laughs> I mean, that's what's all meant to happen. That's mm-hmm. what I'm telling you. I it's, like, so. big synchronicity here, right? Oh, I think <laughs> Yeah. That's just what it means. Like, you understand dreams sometimes after mm-hmm. a while, after a couple of even yeah. years. Yeah. That was an important thing. Like, it was a p- premonition, yeah. right? Even though I'm a little mystical, I I haven't had many premonitions in my life. You know, I do have like very memorable dreams though. Mm-hmm. Um, like one time I was swimming with um, killer whales, mm-hmm. and I felt completely safe. Mm-hmm. And have you ever had like dreams where you were like flying or anything like that? Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 the lucid dream and astral projection. <laughs> yeah, see, and I didn't, I didn't really know that I can astrally project. Maybe until like uh, maybe 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so now for our listeners, we just hopped right in there with a dream. But I do want to say that um, it's our first episode and our recording day. We don't have a a name for our podcast, but. That will come to us. In this old timing. <laughs> Divine timing. Yes. And now, without further ado, we're going to talk about uh, the Madeline interview. And I want to say that 
her um, her Twitter handle, by the way, is at Madeline Captured, and that's spelled at the, at the at sign M A T A L Y N C A P T U R E D. And she really embodies the word captured. She has a way of capturing people. Jane sent me, like, well, you sent me, like, seven, six people that you knew. Because mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, I have, you know, I, at the time, I didn't have anybody to interview. We were just going to have you interview, but then I found my interview. <laughs> and I thought that it would be good for us mm-hmm. to recap and pack the interviews in the in the podcast. And I only saw a handful of shots, but they were all I needed to do to get this interview go. And I said, yeah, go, go, you know, go have a talk with her. Find out, you know, mm-hmm. you know, explore, right? Because that's what you naturally were going to do anyways. And then Madeline, I just want to say, has a way of capturing the femme spirit. And she does this unapologetically. So every single time where we connect in some way, mm-hmm. there's like something that happens in my dreams where it shows me like the future. Yeah. So I saw this like, so I was walked over to this big, like almost the size of like a, a big coliseum. And mm-hmm. I walked in the middle of it and they're like, here is like your piece. And it's like this five tiered like thing just like floating in the sky and each piece of these five tiers are like different colors of space and I swear on everything it's just like your background really wow background and I have this like white wand and I'm like moving it Mm -hmm. and like I can like twist it and move it these different ways oh my god yeah it takes the stars and it like collides them in the galaxies and collides them but like then brings it back into the different five teams. Wow. Oh my God. You know, where have you been? You've been in Akashic Chronics. You've been in Akashic Chronics. And what's funny, the funny part is, is I was like, this was actually like so realistic. And I really felt this futuristically was like here with me, you know, in some way, like Mm -hmm. it happened with me. And so I started drawing it early was like, I literally thought to myself, I'm not even kidding with you. I thought, oh, my Akashic records. It's 100% Akashic Chronics, you know, Akashic Chronics. That connection was so beautiful. It's very cool. And it's your background and everything. That's very, yes. that's nice. That's good sign. It's yeah. crazy synchronicity, as you know. So yeah. right now we actually, everyone <laughs> on our podcast, we are having right now Madeline here from Georgia and me from San Francisco, California, as we connected through Zoom. It is a pleasure for me to see you here, to talk with you, to discuss all of this very important for us subject yeah. is creativity, passion, creativity, passion, and spirituality, and everything and everything. <laughs> for sure. And thank you for having me. I really, honestly, am genuinely so happy to be here. And I know that um, they're speaking to us, you know, to definitely have this happen. And we are in the right space in the right time in the divine time. Yes. Yes. We, we opened this portal <laughs> right <Portal>. now. <laughs> it's opened and we gonna have this like energy, you know, we're going to receive exactly what we need to receive from this podcast. Right. We yeah. are where we are. 
Yes, we are where we are. Oh my God. Yeah. Can you tell us about what, what you're talking here about? What, what it means? Uh, we are what we are. <laughs> because we, we are specifically where we are. We are in the mindfulness moment of the present, of the present moment. And where, where, where would we be if we were stuck in the past? Where would we be if we were stuck in the future? We wouldn't be where we are mm -hmm. in ourselves, you know, our oneness. And we experience this life through this body, talking about being in the present moment. And we had this moment when we came first time in San Francisco. Yeah. Yes. So this energy, vortex energy seeding. <laughs> Which was something that like really was an interesting, spontaneous workup. We mainly created together and also meditated together, which we saw and we heard, you know, things. And then once we did go to San Francisco, it was like all of those things aligned in so many ways leading up to the point to you know, my dreams to what was happening in your life. And then when we got there, there was just this feeling of openness and the ability to just connect with the present moment. And it was such a safe space for the both of us, you know? Exactly. It was definitely a lot of synchronicity, right? It was yeah. a lot. Of <laughs> There's this one moment where we were like driving down Highway 1 and we had stopped at this one place where we wrecked the car a little bit, but <laughs> yes. but we got to where we were and it was awesome. And, um, I think we definitely felt like a different connection in this spot. Every spot on highway one kind of had this different energy to it. It was really present. The crows, there was just this moment where we were walking back, looked back. It was partly cloudy and you could see the ocean, just the rolling hills right into the ocean. And there was just this one beam of light coming down. Oh my God. And the crows were just going straight towards that light. And it was just such a magical moment to watch and to see and just be like, you know, we are where we are. Yes. And just to take that in was just, they were following us the entire time. Mm -hmm. and, okay, so now we're back. Um, wasn't that interesting? <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, so, it is. All the synchronicity, like we experienced, mm -hmm. that was just incredible. Mm -hmm. I, when I, was, as I said, when I first mm -hmm. seen the sign, like, you're going to live in San Francisco, mm -hmm. I was like, me like I, mm -hmm. you know I, I was thinking like it's impossible at first mm -hmm. but then it was like no the science w was continually showing mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. san francisco california san francisco california and i was mm -hmm. living in atlanta for ten, 10 years mm -hmm. before i mm -hmm. moved here it's like a pretty long time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what year was that when i moved first to the u.s it was 2012. Ah. 2012 i moved directly to atlanta mm -hmm. and yeah. Oh, and by the way, um, you know, uh, Jane is in the interview and she's wearing something like what a hippie would wear in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> and go, yeah, everybody was saying me, like, you're not from Atlanta. Like, you, like, when I first came to <laughs> California, everybody was saying, like, you have, like, really style, like, you're here. Like, I went to the drum circle that happens here on the 
hippie hill every Saturday. Oh, you do go there. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I do go there. Like, I love drum circles. Mm-hmm. So I went. I used to be part of a drum circle so in I, L.A. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I came there. Mm-hmm. I was alone with my just drum, and I was like, oh, my God, nobody knows me. I know nobody mm-hmm. knows me. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. But I said, okay, I'm still going to overcome this fear and just come up there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I started to drum. It's so funny. Like, I was just well, did like. did you do, like, a shamanistic drum? I, I took with me, yeah, I have. Like I a, have a lot of different I, You know, when I did, you know, drumming, I did, like, I, I played conga. Yeah, conga I mean, there's so many different people, different mm-hmm. instruments, people bringing guitars. Like, mm-hmm. it's really cool. If you, you should check it out. Like if you, Okay, yeah, everybody, you know, if you are in the San Francisco area, check out Hippie Hill. This Hippie Hill, this uh, mm-hmm. uh, drum circle gathering happened already mm-hmm. from 60s. Like, every yeah. every year from yeah. 60s. It's a yeah, we'll have, that on our, we'll have on our, that on our website. And yeah, then link. we'll segue into that when later you interview Mr. Natural. <laughs> but that's coming up. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. another cool story. That's, that's, that's in our next episode where we unpack musicians. We'll play that part of the interview where you talk about, where Madeline talks about, like, how you guys uh, first, first drove to San Francisco. Yeah. And here it is. I was happy that... You know, we chose to do it together. Jane and I became roommates in 2019-ish. And um, we, we, we talked about wanting to go on a trip together. And this was really the spontaneous divine trip. And it, we were in a great spot in our relationship too, where we've been friends for a really long time. So we were able to kind of just be with each other. And, and we had grown in, in so many ways together. It was so divine <laughs> to do that with you. and. After that seven-day trip, like, Jane moved. Like, it was it was very pivotal for, for her, and I, I'm very thankful that I was able to drop in on that realm with you and create this space to say, like, hey, I'm going to go follow my dream here. And it's worked out. It, it is, yeah. Following your dreams. Uh, California is all about following dreams, that's for sure. It's, it's a dream that I don't see how it's easy to wake up from. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. No. What is your greatest dream? Do you have a dream that you're trying to follow right now? Manifest. What you're trying Definitely. to manifest. Definitely. I think the goal at the end of the day and to become satisfied in my in my work and in my life is just to be able to um to catch on and create whatever really like really honestly my heart, my mind wants. And to be able to do that, you know, full time is, is, is what I want. I want to be able to full time create anything that my mind aspires to do, anything that I envision to do, which is powerful manifestation. Like at the end of the day, um, I just want to be able to gravitate to whatever my mind wants to envision with financial stability. Yeah, that's important for sure. At the end of the day, like it's, it's part of the manifestations. I have plans for what I want to do and to envision those and to manifest them is not only to have the financial stability to do it, but to also like be able to grasp onto those ideas and have the financial stability to create and be comfortable in doing that because we do live in a space where we do have to have the financial means to be able to make it happen. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) 
yeah, I mean, everything actually you can manifest in your life, literally. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. manifestation is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed here in, in, in uh, San Francisco, in this mm-hmm. vortex of energy, it's so easy to <laughs> it manifest. It's literally like next day, like, pump, and it just happened. I was like, what? I was just thinking about it yesterday, and then mm-hmm. it just like already happened today, you know? Sometimes I would think, okay, you need to be careful with what you're thinking about, because it yeah. all manifests, you know, it's so quickly here on this West Coast, and especially San Francisco, like vortex of do energy. You think it, do you think it is that? It is. Like, I can definitely feel the energy and feel the difference. How, okay, so, a question here. Uh, how, you said, you said that you were just like, I need a car. And then, from what I remember, your friend goes, hey, I want to give you a car. Is that true? Yeah, so, what okay. happened? <laughs> no, literally, my, my friend um, told me, like, hey, I, I'm going to leave to Europe and I need someone to, to sit my house. And I can give you a car. Do you want it? I said, of course. <laughs> so I was like one month. I was just staying in a cool mansion, like with a swimming pool, and like what? Where? <laughs> yeah, and then I got a car can for that. Can you talk about like where? No, yeah, it's, like, in, it's in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta. Ah, first. Yeah, okay. it's very important to imagine uh, the feeling of you already have it. You know. And emotions. This is how you manifest. It's not yeah. like you just like writing something and forget about it. When you write about it, and then you just like close your eyes and you just imagine I was I was doing because I was also time driving Uber, right? Like I mean, as a passenger, mm-hmm. and I was on the passenger side because mm-hmm. I didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. So I started to imagine myself what. I'm going to be looking at, like, I'm going to be looking at the road when I'm driving myself, you know? Oh, I was just, like, here. I was I'm putting control. yourself yes, in the driver's seat. In the driver's seat, <laughs> and I was imagining, that like, this is my car. How mm-hmm. am I going to feel? I'm going to feel mm-hmm. confident. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be fine. Where I can just drive whatever I want and mm-hmm. when I want, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't need to wait for minutes and somebody pick me up, you so know? Like, I was imagining these feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, for our imagination and... Like, for our brain, it feels like it's actually real. Our brain doesn't know if if you imagine this or it's, like, literally happened. And this way, this way, Mm -hmm. your your brain started to, like, create this somehow, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, how it's exactly happening, but it is happening in the way that then it started to be part of your reality. Feel it, like, all the way through. Like, feel it, imagine this, and feel it like it's going to happen. It's happening. It's already yours. There is a certain amount of belief that has to be in the mix in order for things to materialize. And I think there is like a science behind believing. The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business by Charles Duhigg. He's talking about belief and changing your habits. We're talking about manifestation and how you get the card, but then we're also going to talk about like how we manifested a podcast together. And he says, from Charles Doug Higgs, uh, The Power of Habit. Why do we do what we do in life and business? He says, the way we habitually think about our surroundings and ourselves create the worlds that each of us inhabit. And it's that's just what you said just earlier about manifesting your car. You, you have to believe it's already there, true mm-hmm, or false. Mm-hmm. True or false? Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. And it's interesting. Like, this is what we're talking with Metalin about. Like, Mm -hmm. start to notice your thoughts. Change your your perspective. Look at something. Like, we were talking about this today, Mm -hmm. about finding goods, you know? Yes, finding the good. See, that's what we were talking about uh, during coffee. We both agree that when we talk with our, uh, our guests, um, and since this is the first episode, I, I think it, you know, begs for us to, uh, you know, for our audience to understand what we're trying to accomplish is that 
In our interviews, we both subscribe to the notion that artists and creatives are already hard on themselves. Yeah. Why, you know, why bother on what didn't work? Jane's, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jane's inquiry is all about what inspires the artist or creative, mm -hmm. what drives their passion, and what the process looks like. And what does that process yeah. look like? And mine, on the other hand, was how can I shed light on this person that has never been seen before and may just, in fact, change our lives? And I, uh, I said to myself, okay, I, I want to make a podcast out of, you know, my magazine, thewomen.com, because I said, you know, this can't just stop right at print. Because if it did stop at print, guess what? You know, um, I would leave the blind people out. How else can I reach other people who are who are low vision or blind? You know, I want to reach everybody. And so I said, oh, a podcast. That would be the way, you know, everybody should have access to the information and everybody should have these keys. And I think what you provide in your interviews and what you impact our keys because uh, that interview with Madeline was just incredible. She definitely is a capturer. Mm -hmm. She kind of like puts out the bear traps in her process. And let, let's go to that part in the in in the interview. Yeah, sure. Where she talks about you know how she just um, started taking uh, photos during the um, during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then we'll we'll play a clip from that. What can you say, maybe share, what did you experience this couple of years when we have this crazy COVID situation <laughs> as artists? Because I know like I myself as artist and musician and I, we're definitely struggling. So no, thank you for, thank you for asking this because it's actually uh, a question that I relay in my mind a lot because it was very pivotal for me. I love to work with people. I'm an Aries. I'm very social. I enjoy to make people feel good about themselves. They deserve to. Everyone is beautiful, extremely yes. beautiful, and they deserve to see that beauty in themselves. And um, so when COVID hit, like, obviously, you felt guilty, you know, if you hung out with people or, like, even tried to do photo shoots and everything like that. So, of course, I, you know, chose to not do portraiture and stop for a second. I remember telling my partner, I want to take pictures of flowers, really sitting on that for a long period of time. I live in Georgia, so it's blooming. It was March-ish time. Wildflowers are kind of everywhere and they're popping up at different times and different seasons. And it was kind of fun to look at them and see which ones I wanted to choose from. Probably about like two months into COVID, I had a situation where my, my grandmother passed away. As a creative, you sometimes feel um, those emotions and sometimes you need to get them out. How do you get them out? You create, you know, exactly. and, and it's, it's some of your best work when you do that sometimes. I can't say it's not an outlet at the end of the day, but I'd rather it be that than substance. Mm -hmm. So grandmother passed away and I went outside and I looked for a flower. I chose that day that I was going to shoot 
and I was going to shoot a flower because it's delicate and it's beautiful. And she also like always shoots so many birds, bird feeders all in her backyard. And so there's always birds coming in and, you know, feeding off of that. She represents the hummingbird to me. And um, so I got into the studio and I started doing all of this different stuff with this flower, simply just projecting light onto it, doing light painting like images on it. And at one point, of course, I'm like crying and I'm like thinking about her. And then I just, boom, I just move my camera this way and I look at the image and there's a hummingbird in the image. Oh, wow. The projection. So I would create this, you know, in Photoshop and then I project light onto it. And then I panned the light and it was a, it was a hummingbird, the projected photo on the flower. Mm -hmm. And it was like this moment where I really, honestly, I started crying. I felt this closure and Mm -hmm. I realized I saw her beautiful way, you know? And it was so interesting. I didn't expect when I chose at the age of 18 to go to school for photography, that this is what it was going to do for me. Yeah. I did not expect to be able to heal through my work like that. I did not expect to see somebody that had passed over through my work like that. It was just very moving to me. It was very yeah, imagine blooming. And this is what this series is of Pictures of Flowers is the blooming series, which is my most authentic work. I've been in the studio working with flowers for two years now. Some of my closest work, Mm -hmm. it helped me bloom in ways of my creativity. It helped me bloom in my way of spirituality. Um, It helped my portfolio. It just helps. Uh, How did you first time realize that you want to do photography? Maybe you remember your creative moment. There's a lot of moments that I do remember, but I, just for me, I, I thrive on ambition and the reassurance that I'm in the right, in the right path. Um, So when I first started doing photography, I started second shooting with a lady doing weddings, which is not easy. It's a lot of fast work. And um, I remember, uh, you know, like at the end of weddings, when they kind of walk out, it's the last like hoorah after the reception, maybe sparklers or anything like that. And um, she had snow for there. So everyone was just blowing snow. Mm-hmm. I remember taking this photo of them and it was just so close in and it was like of them kissing. The snow was coming down and it was such a stunning image. It was like my second time ever doing a wedding, shooting it. And mm-hmm. the photographer used that image like on her site and everything like that. And in that moment, I knew I had created something really nostalgic, really timeless, a beautiful mm-hmm. image that I even feel like I'm the back burner. I'm the second shooter. I'm not supposed to be getting, and she's putting it on her page and she's using it for months on end. And I'm like, this is that moment that, you know, like you're in the right field, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's really reassuring. She she didn't ever give me those images, but I get it. She had used them as a statement piece, you know, at the end of the day, like still I think about it and it, it did, it did tell me this lady has been doing it for years now. And she's like using one of your images as one of her like statement pieces. So, Hey, like keep going. That's only your second wedding. Like you got this, like you clearly have an eye for it, you know? what it means to to be a photographer artist like what it is to you what is this for you like this world of 
creative world of photography means. <laughs> the thing about my work and the thing about like the way I have always represented my work is I, I think photographers will understand this saying and maybe you will um but I don't I don't think I have a set style I don't think I'm a preset style mm -hmm. I feel that I'm project to project so every single piece of my work is slightly different I don't feel like I ever am sticking to one preset and staying in there consistently I think it's really project to project and um I think something that the way I like envision the world and like how I see it is all through beauty, all mm -hmm. through beauty and simplicity. And like, we are where we are. Like I, <laughs> I think travel is a huge creative burst for creatives just in general. It's weird. You could just be driving down the road, going somewhere. Yeah, where you've never been. Exactly, where you've never been. <laughs> and you see something and literally, oh my gosh, I need to write this down. Like, I need to write this down right now. It has nothing to do with the fact that leaf right there. It has to do with the experience of just seeing everything. And then, like, you take the authenticness of yourself and put it into your work. Mm -hmm. it's just the ability to be going and experiencing new things that creates a progressive eye of your work or an elevated eye of your work how does creative ideas come to you and in the moment creative ideas are interesting because sometimes it can be as small as just a texture like let's say the wall is a brick texture and it has this yeah. like wash on it you know or it could be a person which I resonate with people very much and so a person that has like this beautiful afro and I just want to put flowers in their hair it's something that it is like a click it's like an on switch of like something that already downloaded within you and your inner child you know it's already downloaded within you and then you see that and then it's like oof, this is what we're doing. I already know that this is within it. The other day, I literally thought of honey. Honey has like such an interesting texture and motion. It's just so thick and consistent. I simply just set up this like classic projection with this person and I just had her doing different things with the honey. And it was like the most beautiful consistency. Like it's just very interesting how it does come to life and how these some of these things really stick to you like honey i think honey. i took a couple of pictures of this and what i thought about doing it with at the beginning was the blooming series there's just some type of texture that i felt was needed to do it with and then also i did it with a project that i work on with one of my friends it's a mouth project with her and i do the honey on her lips that might be what you're thinking mm -hmm. about yeah yeah this is what i saw that that's yes. what i saw yeah that's where it started and then i was like i really like like the colors of that and so i just wanted to kind of play around with that idea and yeah it could just be it could just be as simple as that and also mm -hmm. just a flower a very very like creative and it just gives me like burst of energy it's so delicate it's blooming 
like it's blooming in front of our eyes. Like that is just so stunning. Like just mm-hmm. in general, you know. And it's alive. It has energy and life force. I, lo- I love to go to the nature. I like to go to parks here. Like in San Francisco, it's just literally. I live two blocks from one beautiful park and i just love it you know like just reconnecting with nature gives you so much energy it inspires you it is it is inspiring it's very inspiring and it recharges us it's honestly Mm -hmm. where we're supposed to be way group yeah it was like a meetup group it's so interesting like <laughs> i just moved to san francisco this august like august 2021 mm-hmm. and um i had intention to meet uh-huh. people who are like musician artists mm-hmm. uh whatever crafts they do but creative people mm-hmm. and then i went to like meetup groups and and i found this artist way like it popped up i remember i joined mm-hmm. a group when it was already what was week five so yes. and i was thinking really let me in because like you already have <laughs> have yes. the book through and I didn't even have that book but I got in and yeah you're very honest yeah I didn't have a book I just like it was literally I remember it was week five and, mm-hmm. and, I, and eventually I got the book and actually mm-hmm. this book really helped me like it, I, it, it helped me I got through all of this um <laughs> but anyway so I met, mm-hmm. met you there and everything just like yeah, happen, happens to happen that, you, and I, I had no idea that we're going to have to do it, because I needed to find someone who, like, like you know, inspiration to do podcast, and I can, but I was like, I didn't know, like, if I'm going to be good doing just it by myself, I didn't want to do it by myself. Me neither. I needed to find some good partner, right? Yeah, yeah. and I, so, on my end, I was attracting a, a, a partner in crime, you know, a podcaster in crime, and I said, and then I, I noticed, I, and then um, I was facilitating the Artist Way studying group. Uh, I had done it in last year while I was taking care of my father. My father passed away in March. But then in sometime in August, I said to myself, you know, I really miss doing the Artist Way. I'm going to make a commitment. I'm going to get like a professional meetup account. And, and I'm going to start hosting the Artist Way study group because I only got as far as week four. And we were about to do week five, which week five was the was the week you popped in. <laughs> and so I was doing this and it was giving me energy because I got to take myself out on artist dates. I got to, you know, write my morning pages and I got to meet really incredible people. I met Jeff and I met Bridget and then you okay. came. At first, when I saw you, I said to myself, wow, what a wild force of nature. You're very, um, for anyone who hasn't seen Jane yet, uh, she is very, I want to say, you're very magnetic. And sometimes, you know, Jane's, Jane's visage, right? Because Jane has, has depth. And, you know, I almost want to cry when I say, you know, she's beautiful. She's beautiful on the inside. And so I saw her and I said, wow, she's hot. And then I said, no, 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 no. Let me just get to know this person. You know, she's, you know, she's here in the room for, for a reason. I just have to, like, follow that. And I um, I was always, like, 
looking forward to hearing you know, your shares on in, in, in the study group. I just want to say thank you for coming into my life. <laughs> thank <Jane>. you. <laughs> I looked at Madeline's speed first without listening to the interview, and I had impressions. And I had, you know, stuff I wanted to ask about. But as soon as I listened to all of the interview, I mean, all of my questions were answered. In <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I manifested my answers. But one of my favorite quotes from that interview was, I enjoy making people good about themselves. Everyone is beautiful, extremely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And flowers, the way she captures flowers, it's almost like they're talking to you. And they talk about the flowers, but these flowers over here, I mean, it looks, this one looks like wallpaper. <laughs> and if you haven't seen this, we'll have this, if you subscribe to our podcast, and um, I will will have some high-resolution photos for you, um, but you have to sign up for our podcast. You've been listening to The Passionistas, a podcast on passion, creativity, and finding your divine spark. 